repeat after me. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell somebody, I'm getting ready to be blessed again. You may take your seats. A revolution, a paradigm. A revolution, a paradigm. The New Century Version of Hebrews 7, starting at verse number 11, reads, The people were given the law concerning the system of priests from the tribe of Levi, but they could not be made perfect through that system. So there was a need for another priest to come, a priest like Melchizedek, not Aaron. And when a different kind of priest comes, the law must be changed too. We're saying these things about Christ. Who, being to a, who belonged to a different tribe. No one from that tribe ever served as a priest at the altar. Finally, it is clear that our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, and Moses said nothing about priests belonging to that tribe. Jesus is like Melchizedek. <clears throat> now, as we close this lesson out and what we're really dealing with as we're talking about a revolution a paradigm we're really talking about change and so the purpose of our message is to prepare us to embrace imminent change change is going to come whether we like it or not change is going to come and what, really, what we really should do is thank God for change. Uh, the challenge as it comes to change many times is the complacency of where we've been. Sometimes where we've been, we've gotten into a comfort or a comfort zone, and we know how to navigate that zone. We know how it works. We know when it's going to move forward. We know when it's going to go back. We know when it's going to get sour. And we know when it's going to get great. We know who the players are in that zone. We know who to keep close and we know who not to keep close. We know how high to jump. We know how fast to run in that zone because we've been there. It's a comfort zone. It's a place of complacency. Change comes along to upset the comfort zone. And many times when it's time to move out of the comfort zone to move further, it's, it's kind of crazy because we're afraid because we have not been to that new place, which means that we don't know how it works. And because we don't know how it works, we're very tentative about how we move. We're very ginger about moving. And many times we have to get not one word of encouragement. We need a whole bag full of encouragement just to move forward because we're fearful. 
afraid. And so that's what I really, really want to dig into because this text is really loaded with so many things. And we'll have time throughout the year to pull it apart and deal with some of the other aspects in there. Because uh, I do want to deal with Melchizedek. I want to deal with Jesus so we, can get, so we can understand the correlation between the two. This is not the message for that. But I do want you to know that the old system that the scripture talks about is a system under the law. The law of Moses, of which the priesthood was represented by uh, Levi, or the Levitical priesthood was represented by Aaron. The unfortunate thing, the Bible says, with that system under the law of Moses, it does not make people perfect. In other words, it falls short of helping people to become who they're supposed to be. But then a new order comes, a new system, which is not just an ABC, not just a law, but the new system really is a person. <laughs> and the person is Jesus. He embodies all of the system of the old covenant. He embodies it. And what I mean by that is he had to walk it and live it. And not only did he walk it and live it, he mastered it, swallowed it up, and then he became what the law intended but could not reach. The law has an intent to help us, to improve us, but it had no power to help us or improve us. It just showed us where we fell short, but it did not provide any assistance to help us come up. And as a result, that old system brought death to us. But now Jesus lives the system. Okay? He lives the system, embodies the system, and now restores us back to the way God intended originally. Amen. So now we don't look to a law to help us. We look to Jesus. Hallelujah. We look to Jesus. And so now, if Jesus now is the embodiment of all of that, and he is now the, the high priest now, he is now the priest who is in charge. You don't have to worry about him because uh, the old priest, they died. Well, Jesus died too, but here's the difference. Jesus got up. Under the old priesthood, they died and they had to bring another one in and another one in and another one in. But Jesus is, come on, he is a priest forever. Somebody say forever. forever. So now, he comes now bringing with us, watch this now. The message of grace. He brings to us the message of grace. And grace simply is the empowering presence of God in your life, enabling you to be and to do what God has called you to be and do. So what you and I could not do under the law, Jesus now gives us grace, empowers us to be there. So then consequently, when I would fall short in my humanity, grace perfects me. Yes. 
Grace makes up the difference. Come on now. You don't receive. Lord, should I say this? You don't. See if you can get this to work in your mind. I need you to think. You don't receive grace when you've not done anything. Follow me now. Grace doesn't come because we sit down now and we don't do anything. No. Grace is there because we have done all we can do and can't do enough. Now, what is available is mercy. Because we got a lot of lazy. I'm sorry. Did he say that? We have a lot of lazy Christians who won't do anything. Right? So mercy is available now to give us a chance to, be, to, 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 you know, to recover and get it right. But grace is available for when we are engaged. Because God, think about it. God put us in a world that is impossible to win. He put us in a current, in a world that is not for us. Without God in the world, you die hopelessly. Because you can't win in this world. This world is not designed for you to win in it. Even, listen, listen. Did I, even if you, okay, those of you who want a whole lot of money, let me help you. Those of you, you want a whole lot of money, right? And you get a lot of money, and then you look at the church and say, listen, I don't need Jesus because I have enough money. I can do what I need to do. I can provide anything I need because I have enough money. Can I tell you something? That when you don't know the Lord, you just fund, you end up funding your recklessness. That's all you do. If you're a cheater and then you get a whole lot of money, then you just fund your cheating. If you are a liar and you have bunches of money, you can buy anything you want to buy. All you do now is you increase your ability to lie. Because you are who you are, wherever you are, you get money, you're still going to be that, but just bigger. The devil has you tricked who thinks like that. Come on, I don't need Jesus. Look at my car. Are you serious? You mean to tell me that your life consists of cars just because you got a Maserati? Oh, that's a sweet car. You know, let me pause. <laughs> hey. Come on now. Hey, hey. It ain't no chump. It's a car. But if that's where your hope is, if that's where your life is, you are miserably in trouble. Because you're going to hell royally. You're going to hell in style. You look good. 
You look real good. Your casket is gold-plated. I mean, you are the man in hell. No, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to help us to understand. Life does not consist of those things. Let me get back. Jesus is a high priest of a new covenant. Hallelujah. That's why, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We live under the power of God, the grace of God now. Just tell somebody, I can do anything for the Lord. Come on, tell somebody, I'm more than a conqueror. See, you couldn't say that under the, new, under the old system. But under the new system, you can say it confidently. You can say, I mean, you can say it without reservation. Even if you got no money in the bank, you still say, I, I, I'm rich, I'm wealthy. Because it ain't about you no more. In fact, grace or favor is more than money. If you got favor, you don't need money. I know you say, Pastor, you talk for yourself. No, no. I'm just trying to tell you. If the favor of God is rich on your life, you don't need money because everything gets taken care of without having to use the currency of this earth. Come on, tell your neighbor, I have different currency. Hallelujah. I got two bills. I got two financial bills. One is faith. The other one is favor. No, no, I'm serious. You might have a hundred and you might have a fifty. But I got two F's. I got faith. That's the currency of heaven. Come on now. And I got favor. That's another currency for the believer. And when you have those two bills, you don't need no money. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. You don't need money when you got faith and favor because now what happens when faith and favor is on you, now money needs you. Some of y'all will catch that on the way home. See, many of us, we need money, but can we click, click on that? Money needs you. All right, okay, okay. Y'all going to make me plow. Money needs you. Come on, say money, money. Needs, me. needs me. I don't need money. I have faith and favor. No, 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 you got to understand. Money ought to be lonely, needing a job, looking for you. Money should be sitting on the side, weeping and crying, hoping somebody come get me. Not you sitting on the side, hoping that you need can get some money. Everybody say, click, click. old system couldn't make you perfect. But if you get in this one here, come on, if you get under the banner of Christ, if you get under the new order in Jesus Christ, everything in this world is looking for you because it needs you to have life. 
I'm going to the store and buy me some clothes. <laughs> clothes are dead sitting on the rack until you come along. Clothes need you. See, I'm, everybody say click, click. I need some money. Really? Money's got that kind of control over you. But I got bills. I got bills, Pastor. I live in a house that a man built and couldn't sell it. He, that house needed somebody to live in it. And the man almost basically begged me to live in his house. He said, I'll pay half. I'll pay, I'll pay some of it. No, no, you got the other, everybody say click, click. Really, really, really. The next time you drive up to a dealership, look at them cars. They ain't doing nothing. They just sitting there, snow get on them, rain fall on them. They ain't doing nothing. They won't start. They won't do nothing. They just sit there. And when you sit in it, they be like, thank you. Take me home, take me home, take me home, please. Can you take it like a little puppy? No, really, go, go, drive down to the dealership. I guarantee you the car's sitting there. Doing nothing. It won't move. It won't start. Amen. Y'all remember that? Hey, hey. And we intimidate. We look at the price. Don't be intimidated by that. Because that car will sit there until they make the right deal for you. See, y'all scared. Everything is negotiable. I said, everything is negotiable. I said, everything is negotiable. You think Sears got their prices set? I dare you to negotiate with them. If you won't buy their products, at the end of the year, they will bring the, 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 the cost down so much. Because the stuff needs to get up out of there. I tell you, it needs you more than you need it. Hallelujah. Let's see who can wait the longest, D. I, I can wait. Everybody say click, click. Come on, say click, click. Change your mind. You don't need to be afraid of that stuff. Come on, you got some faith? You got some favor? Well, let's get it done. (laughs) 
Tell somebody it's time for change. I'm not going to be afraid of change. Because see, if I do it God's way, I can get God's favor. So I got to change the way I see things. I got to change the way I think. I have to change the way I talk. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to change. I don't care what you learn when you grew up. You got to change how you talk. I don't care what you've seen growing up. You got to change. We got to get a new image back in you. We got to get the image of Christ back inside of you so you can see right. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Just because you don't know how to do it don't mean you got to throw it away. Romans 8, go there real quick. 1 through 4. Let me catch up here. Romans 8. Please, when you get a chance, pick up the CDs of what we've covered so far so you can connect this piece with the rest. Romans 8. Verse 1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit go to first john real quick and i'm gonna tie this up and bring it to a close go to first john chapter four remember what we just said here what we just read in romans eight there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? There's no condemnation. Go to 1 John, keep that in mind, chapter number 4. Verse 17. <laughs> Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in, come on, love. Okay. Now. Look at verse 16 real quick. I started at 17, but look at 16. It says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is what? God is what? So God is love. He that lives or dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Everybody say, God is love. love. 
So watch, watch how it reads there. Then as we go for, further, 17, herein is our love or God made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in God. Verse 16, God is love. If God is love, then love is God. Right? So then there is no fear in God or in love. Y'all see that? There's no fear in God. There is no fear in love. But perfect love or God casts out fear. Because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in God. In love. Are you all following me there? Okay. So now if we're dealing with fear, fear has torment. If we allow fear to take hold of us, then what we have released is God. God is love. Perfect love casts out fear. If fear is present, who cast out who? Where is God when I'm in fear? The right thing should be, where is fear? Okay. Okay. So now if God is present, fear is not. But if fear is present, God is not. So then if fear is present, then God has not been perfected in me. I have not made God big enough in me. Uh, God is, listen, God is fully mature. He don't need to grow up. I just didn't make him big enough in me. Yeah. So now we got to deal with this fear thing because if we allow fear to come in, God has gone out and we say we have given license to fear to bring torment. Torment is torture. Let me tell you what torture is. I told you no, but let me tell you again what torture is. <clears throat> torture, oh Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Let me get there. Yeah. Torture is to inflict pain on a consistent basis to make one surrender their commitment to advance a matter or a cause. In other words, when torture comes, it comes to inflict pain consistently, continuously. There is pain continuous in torture. It continues until we have released, relented, and given up our commitment 
to advance forward. Hmm. That's what torture does to make you give up, to make you quit. The things that you said you'd never do, fear says, yes, yeah, yeah, by the time I get done with you, you will. Fear will have you doing things you said you'd never do. Fear will have you in places you said you'd never be. You'd be surprised of the people that will give up stuff that's precious to them because they're in fear. Because they have a threat. Hallelujah. Let me just tell you straight up like I told you last week. It's time now to just simply die. Just, just die. Before I give up this secret, I'll die. No, you got to hear me now. You got to hear me. Before I give up Jesus, I'll just die. You threaten to take my children, and you want me in return, you, you will let my children live. Devil, if I give you my heart, my soul, you are out of your mind. In fact, I dare you to touch my children. See, see, everybody say click, click. But you got some people just giving it up. Here it is. Okay. No, no, we, we have to just be ready to just die, y'all. Okay. I shared, I don't even know where it was, but I, I said this somewhere uh, over the last couple of days. I hadn't said it in a few years, but uh, there's some people who get excited because they finally, I said it Friday night, because they finally found a reason to live. Woo, I finally found a reason to live now. I got a reason to live now. Hallelujah. Right? 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 But let me take you a little further. That ain't it. Let me tell you what it is. When you find a reason to die, now you ready. Dr. King said, I may not get there with you, but I've seen. <laughs> the Apostle Paul says, for me to live is Christ and me to die is gain. What's your poison? What do you want? What you what, what? You, you choose what you're going to do. Because I'm straight about where I stand. Because if you let me live, I'm going to preach the gospel. If you kill me, I'm going to heaven to be with the Lord. I cannot even lose in this equation. See, and the moment we embrace that attitude, because that's a kingdom attitude. The moment we embrace that attitude, we have just disarmed the enemy right there. Because the devil don't know what to do with you now. Cain thought that if he got rid of his brother Abel, it'll be all over. But the Bible says that his blood still speaks. Okay, okay. Some people are greater in their death than they are in their life. Ask your neighbor, are you ready to die for this? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, see, you got to take authority over fear. You got to take authority over that spirit. For the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear. 
but of power and of love and of a... Come on, tell your neighbor, my mind is intact. My love is intact. And my power is intact. No, no, God didn't give me no spirit of fear. The devil trying to give that spirit. It is not of God. Are you all here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When fear comes, it brings condemnation. It brings a sense of condemnation. Condemnation or what we call today judgment. Don't judge me. What we call, what we know as judgment speaks to a final decision on a matter. Yeah. Don't judge me. When we speak in terms of condemnation and judgment, we're really speaking of finality on a situation in the negative. Like what you did now, your your sentence for what you did will have you stuck for the rest of your life. Condemnation. Tell your neighbor it ain't over till God says it's over. The enemy will try to make you think. That what you did has just canceled out the rest of your life. But I got news for the devil. Ain't no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That has, that has already been dealt with. Tell your neighbor, brush yourself off and get yourself up. Oh, man. Man. Brush yourself off. And get up from there. You may have did, you may have done what you did, but that don't mean it's over for you. Tell your neighbor, I got Jesus on my side. I'm under another government. I'm under the kingdom of God. Jesus is my Lord. He is my high priest. Whoever lives to make intercession, Lord help me through here. Who lives to make intercession for me. When things look bad for me. Jesus is praying for me. I appreciate you praying for me. But Jesus got me covered in prayer. Jesus said my blood is on my son. Hell yeah. I died for him. And you'll hear on the inside of your belly, get up from there. You'll hear on the inside of your spirit, you're more than what you did. You are not what you did. Get up from there. And the supernatural power of God, you don't know how you got up. You just felt your body getting up. Anybody ever been in a situation you didn't know how you were going to make it, how you was going to get out, how you were going to get up, and all of a sudden your body just started moving, and somehow you found a way out? No, 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 no. There's some supernatural stuff that happened that you don't have an answer to. You don't even know why he did it. Matter of fact, some of us don't even know when he did it. It just happened. Thought I was dying. Thought I was losing my mind. But all of a sudden now I feel better. No, come on, y'all. All of a sudden now, I feel better. No, no, let me keep talking. All of a sudden now, I feel better. 
the pressure that was on me is not on me anymore. My situation is still the same, but I don't have the same pressure on me anymore. No condemnation. No, no, devil, you do not have the right to have the final words over my life. When I gave my heart to Jesus, your hands was removed off of my life. And now Jesus has the final word over me. Hallelujah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Don't you let the devil scare you and tell you he has the final words over your life. He don't have the final words. He might make you think he has the last word in this, but God has yet to speak. And when God speaks, it'll be right on time. <laughs> God will say it right when it needs to be said. Man, when Jesus died, you better believe they had a party over him. We got him now. We done dead him. We done killed him now. But the third day, they had nothing else to say. When the man got up, now what you got to say? What's your story now? You changing up over? You stuttering? You stuttering? You stuttering? Well, somebody came and stole his body. Don't even try. You know better than that. You had guards there. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor the Lord has the final word over your life. Go ahead, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. It might look bad right now, but God has the final word over your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man might think it's over for you. I feel like preaching right now. But man might think he has you down where he wants you. But God will give you the power to kick out of your situation. Hallelujah. There may be a threat over your life. There may be a threat over your life. And the terrorists may come to try to scare you. But tell your neighbor, square your shoulders. And plant your feet. I hear the apostle Paul says, and having done all to stand, stand therefore with your loins girded about with truth. Tell your neighbor, I'm here. I'm here to stay. I'm here until I get finished. I'm here until God says so. Tell your neighbor, it's time to give the devil a black eye. I don't receive the word of condemnation. I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Nothing will hold me down. Nothing will keep me down.
tell your neighbor, I'm coming up, I'm coming up, I'm coming up, I'm coming up. Hallelujah. I may have to suffer for a minute. Hallelujah. But let me share this with you, that the suffering of this time is not worthy to be compared to the glory that's about to be revealed. Tell your neighbor, it's about to get good up in here. Because I'm moving, watch this, I'm moving from glory to glory. That just simply means I'm changing what I've been and I'm changing into something new. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. No matter the darts that the enemy may shoot, no matter the fiery darts that he shoots at my life, I want you to know one thing. I will not bend. I will not bow. I will not give up. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. There may be a fiery dart that shot at you. And a fiery dart is those things that come to mess with your head. To mess with your mind. To make you think you're going crazy. All right, all right. Come on, tell somebody I'm going to reach down. And pick up. My shield of faith. Because when I lift up my shield of faith, the Bible says, above all, above all, above all. That means I got everything else on, but now I'm getting ready to put on the shield. The shield of faith. And when I raise up the shield of faith, Every fiery dart that shot at me, I'm going to extinguish it. I'm going to quench it. Come on, put up your shield. Hallelujah. I'm putting out the devil's fire. Hallelujah. Because fear feels like fight. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to put it out. I'm going to extinguish every evil thought. I'm going to extinguish every trying spear. I'm going to extinguish every fiery dart that shot at me. Trying to push me. Trying to tempt me to give up. Tell somebody I ain't giving up. I don't care how bad it hurts. I ain't giving up. Before I give up, I'll holler and scream. And every time a baby hollers and screams, here comes daddy, here comes mama. They want to see what's wrong with the baby. So when I holler and scream, my daddy going to show up. Before I give up, I'll holler, I'll give everything I got. But I ain't quitting. I'm not giving up. 
I'm not throwing in the towel. It is not over. No way. Ain't no way in the world. I don't care what it looks like. The odds may be against me, but so what? God works in the odds. He works in the odds. Gideon, you got too many with you. You got, you got 32,000. That looks nice. It's very impressive, but that's too much. God said, all I need is 300. That's all I need is 300. Your odds may be 400 to 1, but God said, I love the odds. I love the odds. I love the odds. I love it like this. And when God brings you out, your enemies will say, you know what? Y'all better hear his God. You better hear her God. She know what she's talking about. When you get around her, don't be playing, don't be playing, don't be playing. You better respect. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, there's more with me than there are with them. No, 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 no. Come on, tell him, come on, tell him, come on, tell him, tell him, tell him, look again, look again, look again, look again. You're looking at the wrong thing. Look again. Fear ain't nothing but a smoke screen. Shoot at it. no real wall it ain't no real barrier shoot into it it's a smoke screen hallelujah hallelujah we got too many got too many soldiers dying for nothing You ain't even start fighting yet and you dead. Because fear showed up. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Take your seat. Fiery darts are negative thoughts that the enemy shoots. Come on, come on. Fiery darts, nothing but temptation and negative thoughts that the enemy shoot. Can y'all hear me? They're negative thoughts and temptation from the enemy. That's what fiery darts are. Watch this now. The lifespan of a thought, y'all have to catch this later. The lifespan of a thought is determined by the attention you give to it. See, I'm going to show you how to put out that, that mess that the devil trying to start in your life. 
the strength of a thought decreases or increases depending on the attention you give to it. Watch this. Cut off the attention, you cut off the thought. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, it's time to take flight. I'm just going to leave it there. It's time to take flight. You can't take flight the way you are. Caterpillars can't fly. I'll say it again. Caterpillars can't fly. Can I say it one more again? Caterpillars can't fly. It's not in their nature to fly. <laughs> Metamorphosis, you've got to change. Bishop T.D. said it some years ago. If you can give it all up, you can have it all. Can you give up all of what you have achieved now for the greater? No need for me to say I'm tired of my life the way it is. Just give it up, man. All you got to do, man, is just join me at the altar, man. Get up on the altar. Let the fire burn. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired. I'm tired of this. Well, let it go. Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> Y'all stand, please, as I go on. I feel, I feel a whole lot of help behind me. Caterpillars can't fly. You got to die to that thing, that nature. Because in your death is the life of your next level. No need to be grounded any longer. No, no, you got to hear this. No need to be grounded any longer. Part of your life was to be on the ground. Now it's time to fly. You got wings inside of you. You got a whole other nature that's trying to live. And we're quenching it. We're stopping it. Because of fear. Let me tell you something. The hardest, thank you, Lord. The hardest thing that you perhaps may be facing is the portal into your next. That boy Jacob, he got tired of being what he was. Yeah, he had a name, Jacob. But they also named him the other things too. Supplanter, trickster, 
So when you said Jacob, you also said trickster. The man got tired of being that. He said, took his family and said, y'all stay here. I got to go over here. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. Something has got to change. I am Yaakov. I'm Jacob. Yes, I am. But I'm also supplanter. I'm a cheater. I'm a trickster. I'm always cutting my eye looking at somebody. I'm always looking at ways to get over without having to do any work. I'm always looking. I'm tired of being like this. He went over there and met God. He didn't know it though. He met a man, but it was God. God just wrapped himself up. And there was a man going at him. By the time he got tired of being beat down, he looked in the face of the man. He said, oh, my God, this is the Lord. The Bible says this man intensified his grip. Now, I don't know what kind of wrestling they were doing. I don't know if they were doing the sumo. I don't know if they were going around grabbing each other. I don't know if they do sumo wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they were on all fours and one was on the top. But I do know this, that that man, Jacob, intensified his grip. Bones popping out of the sockets, hitting the hollow, hollow of his hip. The man increased his hold because he was so desperate for a change. Until God says, okay, what do you want? He said, I don't like what I've been. If he changed my name, my nature will follow. Because it's who you call yourself that you become. God changed his name from Yaakov, Jacob, to Israel. One who has fought with God and won. Prince. changed his name to Israel. Took him from being a pauper to becoming a prince. God can change us the same way. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. Lift your hands right where you are.